everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll bet you'll see something extraordinary in what we're doing instead. I looked at him blankly. Doing instead, I asked, what are we doing instead? Why, said he, we are waiting for one or two hours outside this house on a winter evening. You must forgive me. It is all my vanity. It is only to show you that I am right. Can you, with the assistance of this cigar, wait until both Sir Walter Chumley and the mystic Wimpole have left this house? Certainly, I said but I do not know which is likely to leave first. Have you any notion? No, he said. Sir Walter may leave first in a glow of rage, or again Mr. Wimpole may leave first, feeling that his last epigram is a thing to be flung behind him like a firework, and Sir Walter may remain some time to analyse Mr. Wimpole's character. But they will both have to leave within reasonable time, for they will both have to get dressed and come back to dinner here to-night. As he spoke, the shrill double whistle from the porch of the great house drew a dark cab to the dark portal, and then a thing happened that we really had not expected. Mr. Wimpole and Sir Walter Chumley came out at the same moment. They paused for a second or two opposite each other in a natural doubt. Then a certain geniality, fundamental perhaps in both of them, made Sir Walter smile and say, the night is foggy, pray take my cab. Before I could count twenty, the cab had gone rattling up the street with both of them. And before I could count twenty-three, Grant had hissed in my ear, Run after the cab, run as fast as if you were running from a mad dog, run! We pelted on steadily, keeping the cab in sight through dark, mazy streets. God only, I thought, knows why we are running at all, but we are running hard. Fortunately, we did not run far. The cab pulled up at the fork of two streets, and Sir Walter paid the cabman, who drove away rejoicing, having just come in contact with the more generous among the rich. Then the two men talked together as men do talk together after giving and receiving great insults, the talk that leads either to forgiveness or a duel, at least so it seemed as we watched it from ten yards off. Then the two men shook hands heartily, and one went down one fork of the road and another down another. Basil, with one of his rare gestures, flung his arms forward. "'Run after that scoundrel!' he cried. "'Let us catch him now!' We dashed across the open space and reached the juncture of two paths. "'Stop!' I shouted wildly to Grant. "'That's the wrong turning!' He ran on. "'Idiot!' I howled. "'Sir Walter's gone down there. Wimpole has slipped us.' 
He's half a mile down the other road. You're wrong. Are you deaf? You're wrong. I don't think I am, he panted and ran on. But I saw him, I cried. Look in front of you. Is that Wimpole? It's the old man. What are you doing? What are we to do? Keep running, said Grant. Running soon brought us up to the broad back of the pompous old baronet, whose white whiskers shone silver in the fitful lamplight. My brain was utterly bewildered. I grasped nothing. Charlie, said Basil hoarsely, can you believe in my common sense for four minutes? Of course, I said, panting. Then help me to catch that man in front and hold him down. Do it at once when I say now. Now! We sprang on Sir Walter Cholmley and rolled that portly old gentleman on his back. He fought with a commendable valour, but we got him tight. I had not the remotest notion why. He had a splendid and full-blooded vigour. When he could not box, he kicked, and we bound him. When he could not kick, he shouted, and we gagged him. Then, by Basil's arrangement, we dragged him into a small court by the street-side and waited. As I say, I had no notion why. "'I am sorry to incommode you,' said Basil calmly, out of the darkness, "'but I have made an appointment here.' "'An appointment?' I said blankly. "'Yes,' he said, glancing calmly at the apoplectic old aristocrat, gagged on the ground, whose eyes were starting impotently from his head. "'I have made an appointment here with a thoroughly nice young fellow, an old friend. Jasper Drummond, his name is.' You may have met him this afternoon at the Beaumonts. He can scarcely come, though, till the Beaumonts' dinner is over. For I do not know how many hours we stood there calmly in the darkness. By the time those hours were over, I had thoroughly made up my mind that the same thing had happened that had happened long ago on the bench of a British court of justice. Basil Grant had gone mad. I could imagine no other explanation of the facts. With the portly, purple-faced old country gentleman flung there, strangled on the floor like a bundle of wood. After about four hours, a lean figure in evening dress rushed into the court. A glimpse of gaslight showed the red moustache and white face of Jasper Drummond. Mr. Grant, he said blankly, the thing is incredible. You were right. But what did you mean? All through this dinner-party, where dukes and duchesses and editors of quarterlies had come especially to hear him, that extraordinary Wimpole kept perfectly silent. He didn't say a funny thing. He didn't say anything at all. What does it mean? Grant pointed to the portly old gentleman on the ground. That is what it means, he said. Drummond, on observing a fat gentleman lying so calmly about the place, jumped back as from a mouse. "'What?' he said weakly. "'What?' Basil bent suddenly down, and tore a paper out of Sir Walter's breast-pocket, a paper that the baronet, even in his hampered state, seemed to make some effort to retain. It was a large, loose piece of white wrapping-paper, which Mr. Jasper Drummond read with a vacant eye and undisguised astonishment. As far as he could make out, it consisted of a series of questions and answers, or at least of remarks and replies, arranged in the manner of a catechism. The greater part of the document had been torn and obliterated in the struggle, but the termination remained. It ran as follows. C. Says, Keep countenance. W. Keep 
British Museum. C. Know whom talk absurdities. W. Never talk absurdities without. What is it? cried Drummond, flinging the paper down in a sort of final fury. What is it? replied Grant, his voice raising in a kind of splendid chant. What is it? It is a great new profession, a great new trade, a trifle immoral, I admit, but still great, like piracy. A, a new profession, said the young man with the red moustache vaguely, a new trade. A new trade, repeated Grant, with a strange exultation, a new profession. What a pity it is immoral. But what the deuce is it? cried Drummond and I, in a breath of blasphemy. It is, said Grant calmly, the great new trade of the organiser of repartee. This fat old gentleman lying on the ground strikes you, as I have no doubt, as very stupid and very rich. Let me clear his character. He is, like ourselves, very clever and very poor. He is also not really at all fat. All that is stuffing. He is not particularly old, and his name is not Chumley. He is a swindler, and a swindler of a perfectly delightful and novel kind. He hires himself out at dinner-parties to lead up to other people's repartees. According to a preconcerted scheme, which you may find on that piece of paper, he says the stupid things he has arranged for himself, and his client says the clever things arranged for him. In short, he allows himself to be scored off for a guinea a night. "'And this fellow Wimpole,' began Drummond with indignation, "'this fellow Wimpole,' said Basil Grant, smiling, "'will not be an intellectual rival in the future.' He had some fine things, elegance and silvered hair and so on, but the intellect is with our friend on the floor. "'That fellow,' cried Drummond furiously, "'that fellow ought to be in jail.' "'Not at all,' said Basil indulgently. "'He ought to be in the club of queer trades.'" End of The Painful Fall of a Great Reputation Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.